Hey, Brecken, what would you do if you were asked by some of your favorite pals to be on their podcast? I would say, heck yeah, I want to be on your podcast. Well, that hypothetical has become a reality because today Brecken is on 260 pounds of Oreos. Yeah, she is. I'm Michaela. I'm Hannah. And I'm Brecken. Brecken is our number one fan. She was caller number seven. She called seven times. She called seven times on my personal cell phone to get onto the pod. So we're very excited to have her. Yes, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) We've been on a hiatus for a hot minute. Yes, because we were far away from each other and both very busy. Yes, but we have officially all finished our freshman year. Freshman year. Freshman year of college. Yes. Yeah, baby. And we're ready to be back here on the podcast. And today we're talking about hypotheticals. Hypothetically, we are anyway. Yes. That is, if we continue speaking, I don't know why we wouldn't keep continuing speaking. But, but we're going we're gonna to keep speaking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, some of you may be like, what do you mean by hypothetical? What's a hypothetical? And um, hypotheticals, if you think back to middle school science, learning about the scientific method... We have an if-then statement. Um, so Hannah gave an example of a science-y one earlier. Oh, um, if plants grow from ground, then they will photosynthesize. Yes. That's the science thing that I know. So if y'all are now getting freaky flashbacks to middle school science, I'm sorry. <laughs> Gross. Gross. <laughs> is right. But today we're going to actually be talking about um, hypothetical situations in the sense of being like, if this were to happen, then this is what I would do, or this is what would happen. Or this is what I think I would do. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to believe I would do. This is what I might actually do, probably. Mm-hmm. And studies have found that what we think that we would do is actually fairly likely to what we would do. Um, and in studies where they had people come up with plans for in case of an emergency, when that emergency then happened with them not being aware that it was going to, they usually enacted what they had said they were going to do. Is that because people actually will do what they think they would do, or do they do what they think they would do because they thought it out first? I think as with any psychological experiment, there are a lot of variables that are very difficult to account for. Um, But I think one of those variables definitely could be just that you were mentally prepared for that kind of scenario because you had thought it out. The real way to test this is to ask somebody, what would you do if this happened? And they'd be like, oh, I'd do this, and then you somehow amnesia them. I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. But you do that, and then you throw them in the situation. Amnesia really would advance the psychological science community. Yes. <laughs> I think maybe I'm very Oh, no. No good advance is ethical in, in psychology, though. But um, hypotheticals are still very valuable because they can help you really think things through and be a critical thinker, and they're really... It's Im- basically a fire drill. Exactly. It's always good to have a plan. Yeah. And they're important in, you know, companies if you can think about what you would do if this disaster happened. Or just the ability to think about things that aren't actually, like, happening or present danger. Like, to be able to think ahead and think creatively. And thinking about, like, if you're given a self-defense class or something and thinking, like, okay, what would I actually do if I were out somewhere and... Or, like, attacked or something. Yeah, I think it's a valuable trait to, like, be able to think of hypothetically what if this happened. Mm Mm-hmm. It's also a valuable trait if you want to be my friend. Because, <laughs> um, you will not understand my humor unless you like hypotheticals. Yeah. Yeah, when you guys, like, gave or talked to me about the idea for this podcast, I think I was 
confused at first. I was like, what do you mean hypotheticals? What do you mean by a podcast about hypotheticals? And I think I was lost because I think I'm just almost always talking in hypotheticals. I'll be here with my parents and I'll be bored or whatever. And I, I'll ask things like, what if you had to rename me? What would you rename me? I ask weird questions like that, that probably annoys them a lot, but yeah, that's just like, I can remember being like nine or 10 and asking my mom, I was like, um, what would have happened if, like, Jesus would have been a girl? Oh, sorry. We had a little malfunction <laughs> in my cat. the room. <laughs> Let's send to my cat. I can still be part of the conversation. I'll just I'll look up and see what she's doing. Okay. Hannah's checking on her cat. Um, meanwhile, um, yeah, and I can remember asking my mom, like, what would the world have been like if Jesus would have been a woman? And she's like, well, nobody would have listened to the female Jesus at that time period and I think questions like that really I mean that exposed kind of the gender situation of that time period like you know these hypothetical questions can teach us a lot about situations and really can be great um springboards into difficult conversations I think Mm -hmm. yeah and they also I mean I think that they're funny and I think that my entire humor is in hypotheticals and I found out like not everybody plays along when you start talking hypotheticals which is kind of disappointing to realize yeah (laughs) they're the people with whom you start conversations and you're like so what if there are infinite alternate universes how do you feel about the one where you're married to a goat and there are people who go along with it and Welcome talk to about their feelings. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to our pet band talks. <laughs> they talk about how they feel about that, and then there's someone who's like, what? <laughs> yeah, and I just want people that can, like, entertain my hypotheticals, because mm-hmm. I don't want to spend all day mm-hmm. just talking about, oh, yeah, I took a test today, you know, like, yeah. it's boring. Yeah, and it's a way to dig, like, a little deeper. Just, yeah. like, explore. It's fun to exactly. fantasize. I mean, today, Brecken and I were driving, and Brecken was like, oh, I need to turn up the degrees on this, on our cruise control. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, what if a police officer pulled you over, and he was like, you're going 10 degrees over the speed limit. And, <laughs> and we break out into laughter. <laughs> yeah, we thought it was so funny. It's not that funny, but like... To us, it is. To us, it we is. crank this baby up two degrees. Yes. Yeah. Um, but our friends talk in hypotheticals all the time one of our favorite hypothetical games to play is make it or break it yes so if you've never played make it or break it before how it works is someone's like okay if you are with the perfect significant other then you know what if they had this one trait like would this one trait ruin the relationship mm-hmm. so one of um one that i would like to pose to you all is what if he was terrified of planes and he refused to fly anywhere. Make it or break it. I say make it. Yeah, I'd say make it. I don't need to bring him on a plane. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I feel like that is a really harsh thing to break up over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could put a positive spin on You could road trip. You could take like a yeah. boat. And planes that's, are that's not true. good for the environment, so that's that could true. be like the kick that it needs. So he's just really like stop saving flying. the planet. That's yeah. true, <laughs> but also like, what if we want to go to Europe or go take a boat to Hawaii? You take can't a, take a boat all the way to Europe. Sure you, you take can. Like, There's a way. fancy cruise. What on do you a boat? think? What do you think they did before we had planes? <laughs> they would spend months on a boat. Exactly. And you can't no. take a boat. <laughs> in the corner it's like it's not a pretty picture it's oh fun. my gosh oh my gosh worth it but you could make the best out of it and use the perfect man you'll make it work 
I'll make it work. True. If he really is the perfect man, nothing will break it. Oh my gosh. No, but there are things that will break it. Yes, that's true. Yes. Being on a boat though, that that's fine. Yes. That's romantic. Haven't you seen Titanic? I saw. I think I watched maybe. I think I stayed up until half an hour. Yeah, I was oh, not. Thanks. shark or something <laughs> oh my gosh make it or break it he just like refuses to wear any shoes but sandals and socks with those sandals <laughs> so like if you're going somewhere dressed up you know he's wearing the suit the dressy pants socks with sandals <laughs> i don't want to say break it because that seems really harsh but i would say break it <laughs> but I if know. i really loved him you know like you know. If he's really, like, the man, it's like, do I want to go out and have to, like, fish for another one? Like, am I ever going to find somebody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I see that. Like, is it really causing me any pain? I mean, like, other people might look at it and be like, you oh, know, and I might, I might also look at it and be like, you oh, but, I mean, is it really hurting me that much? That's true. Not really. But also, I feel like there's always, like, a deeper-seated issue. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> If he truly was the perfect man, and this is the hard thing about hypotheticals, is it's hard to condense your brain, like, of all the little things that you have to ignore and accept in this hypothetical world. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. in this world where I have found the perfect man, yet the perfect man wears socks and sandals everywhere? Is he really the perfect man? Exactly. <laughs> there has to be something. And then Somebody hurt him at some time, and we have to find out who and why. Toes. Yes. Sensitive toes is always. That's why you wear socks with the sandals. <laughs> I don't know. We love a sensitive toe. Kind of At least, like with the socks, we know that his toes won't get frostbitten. Because when at first when you said the sandals, I was kind of like, oh, geez, his feet are going to get so cold and in the cold. But don't have. What if he's at the pool and he's wearing socks and sandals <laughs> with his swimsuit? He wears like the toe socks, like can the sandal can like. Ooh. Oh no! Oh, that's fine. Oh that's my god! Fine? What? <laughs> Creep me out. I don't need to see all your toes at once. Oh my gosh. Cover up. <laughs> it's like the yoga pants of feet. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> the yoga pants of feet. You see no. everything. <laughs> you see everything. So like nothing to the imagination. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're not against yoga pants, by the way. Yeah, we're saying we are we're pro yoga pants. We all win. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and sometimes we have the very serious matter of make it or break it. And sometimes we also have the even more serious matter of scenarios. Ah, uh, yes. Ooh. Our other favorite game. Yes. We have talked about countless different scenarios. Countless scenarios. I think every truth or dare session that we have, there's always, I feel like about half the questions are like, what would you do if? this happened mm-hmm. oh 100 percent. and there's always a lot of like you know if you have this really complicated dilemma that like none of us would ever really be in but it's you like never know. you never know exactly <laughs> yeah. and we always have to play out you know what we would do if we were to be in said dilemma mm-hmm. i mean we have a lot of like if you were to find out that you were pregnant right now what would you do or like all these things like that and um, I think that you can learn a lot about a person from finding out what they would do in those kind of yeah, difficult definitely. situations. 
Yeah. Yeah. For me, I feel like there is always that um, <clears throat> thing where I'm like, well, I like to think I would do this, but I'd probably actually do this not as smart thing. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you think it through first, yes. what you would like to do is what you would end up actually mm-hmm. doing. And Perhaps. I think a lot of people like wouldn't admit that. So it's kind mm-hmm. of cool. Mm-hmm. They would just assume that they're going to do the right thing, even though like, when you really think Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these kind of scenarios are the things that I like to think about as I fall asleep. Me too. (laughs) I can't sleep because that's like everything's running through my head. I just, when I am home alone, not even just when I'm anywhere ever actually, I just pace around and think about things happening and imaginary conversations and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Mm I know, and when you say it out loud, like, it does sound kind of weird, and I feel like our culture doesn't always really, like, see a ton of value in that, but I think it is very valuable. Yeah. I don't know. It's entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think it develops our creativity as people. Indeed. Yeah. It's cool. It's just, like, fun to think, especially, like, the future ones, like, what's going to happen? Like, who's our husband going to be? What jobs are we going to have? I feel like it could be, hmm, I don't know what's in my throat, um... (laughs) I feel like it could also potentially be valuable for, like, building empathy if you can think of, like, okay, what would I do if I were in this situation? What would I actually be like? And then, you know, somebody else maybe actually has been in that situation. Definitely. That's a cool thought. I mean, thinking about situations, like, what would I do if I, you know, was in Mexico and I was, like, wanting to immigrate to the United States? Like, what Mm -hmm. would I, you know, thinking about situations like that or thinking about, like, what you would do if, like, you know something really terrible had happened to you or you know you had been a victim of like sexual assault or something Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. thinking about those kind of things those things that have actually happened to people I think is just really important it's good to be able to step out of your own reality yeah on some level definitely kitty cat there is a cat has joined us um but yeah do you guys have any scenarios that you would like us to um play out um Yes. We have not start? heard these before, so these are going to be our these are true raw feelings. Our true <laughs> raw responses. Okay. All right, Hannah. I'll just go down the list, I guess, because um, I have one that's like longer and drawn out. I'll save that for last if we decide that we want to do that. Um, but the first one I just came up with: college is no longer an option. What do you do? College is no longer an option. Hmm. I think that if college was not an option, uh, I guess I would probably do voluntary service. Um, it's a thing that a lot of people in my church have done, and it's called VS, and um, which I mean stands for voluntary service, but you just go to like a country, and for a year you kind of are hosted by a family, and you live there, and you um, there's a variety. Like one of my friends did it, and she... Um, taught English to <laughs> Hannah has been petting her cat and there's a large amount of hair anyway, <laughs> but um, anyway you just kind of like can help in schools or can help build homes or just really better those people's lives so I think that's what I would do that's a good response. I was just going to say that I would try to find a job at first and then from there try to figure out what I'm going to do because I feel like I need to go to college to get a job that I really like, you know? I gotcha. But I could also, like, my brother lives in London, so I would feel like I would get a job, save up some money, then, like, visit him in London, probably get a job there. I don't know. 
it's fun to think about it, but would I actually do that? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I think um, my first thought is that I'd try to do something like start either like a vegan restaurant or a cat cafe or something. Oh. Or I don't know <laughs> if blogging is still going to be like a thing that money can be made off of, but if I were to start like a good vegan food blog or something, that'd be really awesome. Ooh. Maybe get some cookbooks going. Because I feel like that's something that I'm not greatly skilled at, but I enjoy it enough that if I did enough reading and worked hard enough at it, I might be able to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the next one I have, you lose your arms. How does this affect your career choices? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I don't really know what my career choices are at this moment yeah. yet anyway, so I don't really know exactly, like, how not having arms would affect the careers that I want. That's really difficult. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the job that I'm – actually, I don't know. In this moment, the job that I'm thinking about getting is more, like, talking to people and, like, being social and, like, oh. it wouldn't really have anything yeah. to do with my arms and maybe even make people listen to me more. <laughs> you never know. I um, I don't know. I really want to do something that involves writing, and it's hard to think how I would write, mm. but I think yeah. that I would try to find some kind of software where I could talk and yeah, it would definitely. transcribe it. So I would definitely do that. Um, maybe even try to be some kind of a, I don't know, I really enjoy public speaking. Yes. So try to be like a motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was thinking that too. Or like even just like a vlogger or something. Here's how I do life with no arms. Here's my morning routine. And people will be interested oh, yeah. in that type of thing. Yeah. Use it know. to your advantage, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. I guess I would be doing something not involving any cooking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't do that anymore. Um yeah, there was a friend of mine who's, like, a music major one day. I was just, like, and so he plays, like, percussion and stuff, so he kind of, you know, needs arms and everything. I think I just asked, like, what if you just, like, lost all of your fingers? What would you do? And I think he said something like, I wouldn't do anything. There's nothing else I want to do. But And I was like, okay, but you got to, like, get a job somehow, and you don't have any fingers anymore, so you can't do this anymore. I don't remember where yeah. that conversation went exactly, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I was asking that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that would be very scary. <laughs> For some reason, I'm almost like more horrified by the idea of losing all my fingers than just like losing my arms, which doesn't make any sense. But it might be more difficult, like <laughs> mentally, because you you can see that you have these arms there, but you can't like pick things up yeah. as easy. Oh yeah, it would like almost be more freeing to be like, <laughs> yeah, I know the stubs aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> man uh I played tennis against a girl who had one arm and she was able to still like serve and stuff it was very impressive so you can definitely do it yeah um so my next one was imagine like you just you get up one morning and you get into your car and you're driving and you realize and you see somebody and they're driving on the left side of the street so you almost like drive straight into them and then you move over to avoid that happening and you're like the heck and then as you keep going realize everybody's on the left side of the street so you have no choice but to drive on the left side of the street and then when you bring it up to people they're like what that's where you drive (laughs) oh my gosh born into like a different reality almost like what what do you do with that i think you just accept it (laughs) yeah i think this is one of those times i agree where you just have to accept it and you have to be like okay this is a really weird thing that just happened to me Mm -hmm. but maybe my whole life it's always been the left side and I just 
didn't realize it's crazy. it. But then you go and see, like, a psychiatrist or something, and be like, am I crazy? I've been crazy all this time. And then they're like, everything else is normal. Yeah, honestly, I mean... And see if there's something wrong with you. I gotta see just... how crazy my family thinks I am. When I'm like, guys, I could have sworn my whole life that we drive on the right side of the road. And they'd be like, you're talking about England, honey. <laughs> I feel like I would just, like, accept it and think, like, oh... Like, this is just me. Like, it's just, like, in my head. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't tell anybody because I'd be like, what's wrong with me? I think this is a testament to my confidence and my driving ability that I'd just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, well, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know. If you say so. If you say so. Yeah. I. That's something that would happen. That's a good me. one. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, let's see. What one do I want to ask next? Um, okay, so this is one that I kind of think about a lot. Imagine that today you find out that at the age of, let's say, 23, you're just, you're going to suddenly die. You're not sick or anything. Like, everything's normal up until that point. You're just going to suddenly be, like, gone. How does this affect your life choices the next few years? What are you doing? hmm Yeah. Um, I think that... I would stay in college because, I don't know, my Enneagram is a three-wing two. (laughs) That's the Enneagram of an achiever. No, but I just feel like I get a lot of satisfaction out of, like, creating a product, that being, like, homework or tests or whatever, and then having people, like, judge it and give me feedback on it. And just something about, like, having that very scheduled – like, I wouldn't just, like, quit everything and just go Mm -hmm. travel the world because – I just really enjoy that structure and, like, the social aspect, but also yeah. the educational aspect of college. Mm-hmm. So I'd stay in school. I am going to agree industry for me. I would – I think I'd stay in college for, like, a year because I'm going to community college now, where I was, and I'm going to go to a four-year school. So I want that experience, but I don't really – I still don't know what I want to go for, and I don't know what I'm working towards, so that's kind of where I would – disagree and then I go for a year see how it goes and if I want to continue then I would but then I probably I don't know I imagine myself like moving to Europe and working in a gelato shop and just living my best life Ooh. and like because if you're dying at 23 like that doesn't give you much time to just like be an adult you know if you're going to college for four years or more depending on what you want to do so for me personally, like that. Okay, so do the people around you know that you're going to die? I'm going to go with no, because that would kind of change things. Because if, like, your family knows and stuff, and they're all sad and whatever, and they're like, we're going to spend mm-hmm. all your college money on you doing fun things. And that just makes it complicated. So we're going to say, you're the only one who knows. And like I said, you're not sick or anything. You're just going to be, like, struck by lightning or right. something. I don't know. And um, see, that's something that I think makes like hypotheticals fun is that you can throw in those little like curveballs mm-hmm. be like oh yeah all this is happening but also these people don't know and then you yeah. can like kind of does your response change when you change this variable mm-hmm. yeah, so that's why for fun. me I can't just like do anything super crazy and like drop out of college because then then I have to like explain to my parents what my plan is and why I'm dropping out of college and I'm gonna be like well I'm not planning past 23 yeah so I and I mean I'd also stay in college for kind of the same reasons that you would be I want to you know, have those really fun experiences with people my age and stuff. And I enjoy, like, school and classes on some level, but I've just thought about how, like, I would approach things academically differently. I wouldn't really worry that much about grades because they'd be like, well, there's not much reason to worry about grad school or career or anything because I'm going to be out of college and then that's then just going to be kind of it. I don't have to worry about 
like a future career. So I would probably just like pick whatever major sounded purely the most fun, I guess, and just take a lot of classes that look really fun to me. I'd try and like travel somewhere or study abroad somewhere, find some excuse to get away and do that stuff. But yeah. yeah. I think that it's weird to think about how you would change in relationships like meeting new Mm. people would be weird because Mm -hmm. it's like every new person that you bring into your life is like another person that you're gonna like die and leave behind and they're gonna have to like deal with the grief and it's like every person that you meet or like if you started like dating somebody or something it's like this weird thing of like you know if they're talking about long term like getting married Mm -hmm. having kids and stuff and you'd be like well, I can't explain this to you, but yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that, which is, like, really scary. Oh, here's yeah. a here's a question. So let's say that, like, regardless of whatever decisions you make, you have, like, uh, around the time that you're becoming 23 or whatever, you have, like, for whatever reason, you've chosen to have a significant other and, like, things are going really well. You have no reason to break up with that person or anything, and, like, if you're going to live longer, you know, you'd probably stay with them for a bit you don't know how long but so basically what I'm wondering is as we're approaching like your death day like do you think you would maybe break up with that person before then to help prepare them or would you just leave things as is or I don't want them to have to like have that weird complicated like grieving where they're like oh I miss them but also they broke up with me you know Mm -hmm. I wouldn't break up with them I wouldn't either I would feel, I'd be very worried if, like, they broke up with me for just whatever reason. I would make sure that we did not fight at all in the days prior, because I would not want them to have that guilt. You know, like, even if they were so wrong and they made me so mad. But do you know what day of your 20, like, I don't know. Your 23rd year, what day you're going to die? I say yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you do. We'll go with that. Okay. Do you have one more? Um, Okay, so my one more is kind of long, so we'll see if I can say See if it makes sense. <laughs> Some aspects of this will be kind of familiar to you guys because I. But okay. Anyway. Okay. I'm so. Nervous. I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> you might hear this and be like, "Oh, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen in the story." But either way, um, so you're so you grow up, you become an adult or whatever, and you get married <laughs> to somebody. You're living, you know, married life. Um, you're married to. A guy named uh, Tom. Okay, go with that. Good old Tom. You're married to Tom, and you um, you have some beautiful children with Tom. Um, but when those children are pretty young, you and Tom start having some marital issues, and things just aren't going well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Okay. So things are just going really badly, and you are about to be, like, done with Tom, but you just don't really want to deal with a divorce, but the stress of it just gets to be so much that you pack up all your things, you get in a car, you move to another state, and then you go in to see what's called a disassociative fuse. No! <laughs> uh, a freaking disassociative fuse. We've heard about this before. A one-semester psychology class junior year of high school, that means that you... Um, <laughs> That you just randomly, like, pick up and leave your life, basically, and you almost have, like, you basically have amnesia, you forget about, you disassociate, you forget about your previous life because your brain just, like, doesn't want to deal with it anymore, so that's how you cope, is by disassociating. So you, like, pack up and move to another state with a new name, you don't remember anything of your past life, and you basically just start a whole new life, new career and stuff, 
And yeah, so you're living life pretty happily because you don't remember that you've just like abandoned your husband and children. Um, and you're in whatever state, I don't know, doesn't matter. And you're living life and you meet just some really great handsome lad. His name is, what's a good name? George. George. His name is George. Things are going great with George. You get married to George. And you're living a beautiful life. And you and George have a young son. His name is Charlie. And Charlie grows up. He goes through high school. He's just really smart and awesome. No, is Charlie going to marry my other child? (laughs) (laughs) If Charlie marries my other child, I'm done. (laughs) But you don't know it's your other child. Okay, so Charlie going. goes. To, so Charlie goes to college out of state, and oh no, he's going. And he's living a great life, having a great time. And you get a call one day from, and he goes through college, and he's let's say uh, this doesn't matter. I don't know. He's in college, in some year in college though, and he calls you, and he's like. I met this great girl named Susan, and she's awesome. And you say, I'm It's so my daughter, <laughs> isn't it? I'm so happy for you, Charlie. Hannah, I know the way your brain works so well to know that you were going to make my children marry each other. And so eventually, Charlie brings Susan home, and you meet Susan. She's great. You don't know what it is about her, but something about her, you just love her. Oh! I'm just like, wow, I approve of this. And George, George also thinks that, that Susan is great. And so... Then you're just like, wow, lovely to meet you. This has been great. And so Charlie and Susan, you know, go back to college. They're living life. They're in like, um, they're they're in some of like their last years of college or whatever. And you get a call from Charlie, and he says that he's engaged. Mom, yes, mom, dad, uh, Susan's pregnant. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you say. My gosh, Charlie, are, are you ready for this at this stage in your life? Like, what are what do we need to do to support you? Or maybe you're mad at Charlie. I don't know. But um, Charlie's like, it's okay. I, I want to spend the rest of my life with Susan. She's awesome. We, we want to have kids. We didn't expect it to happen this early, but we want to have kids and we want to get married. So we're just, we're going to get married here soon. And um, yeah, so then you go to... Charlie and Susan's wedding, and at this point, like, Susan is very pregnant, um, but they're still having the wedding at this time anyway, (laughs) and as you predicted, you see (laughs) Susan's dad, (laughs) and Susan's dad is, of course, what was his name, Tom? Tom, yeah, (laughs) we see Tom, yeah, the memories come back, okay, so at this moment, we realize, and Tom is like, (laughs) (laughs) Hannah just made a face. Oh, that doesn't work over. Oh my gosh. I didn't think that through. (laughs) You can't see my face over podcast. Um but yeah, so now you're in this situation. Charlie and Susan are married and are are getting married and with child and are very happy together. Um but now we've learned this thing that you predicted was going to happen. So, so now, what, do what do we do? do? Yeah, what do you do? I would just like to point out to the audience that we'll be sitting in a circle, just having, like, a good time, and we'll be playing scenarios. And we'll, like, the scenario before it would be like, oh, what would you do if, like, your boyfriend never washed his clothes? He always <laughs> wore the same shirt. And then Hannah will come up and be like, 
What if you had a disassociative feud? Or Hannah will be like, what if you gave birth to a goat? Or things like that. And it's always like, where did this come from? But that's also why we love her. Yes. <laughs> okay. And also, I will always entertain your weird scenarios. So what I would do, first off, object to the wedding immediately. I'm sitting there. They say any objection. I say, I'm sorry. You guys are half siblings. You can't get married. But they're having a baby. Oh, God. What happens <laughs> to the baby, then? Then they're so happy. <laughs> and they spent so much money on this wedding. Oh, my gosh. Tom you're so right. so much money on this it's wedding. It's hard because you've there's a done, baby. You've already yeah. done so much to Tom. You abandoned him, and he spent all this money on this wedding. Are you really going to... I don't know how uh, Tom feels about Also, it, don't usually when you have a disassociative... I can't say that word. Disassociative feud. Like, when you come out of it, you don't remember what happened while you're in it. I don't know. I don't that's, know like, the I, stories that I've heard. I don't know if I've read things about people coming out of disassociative feuds. I've just yeah. only... I mean, I, I'm i not in any way an expert, if anybody can tell. Um, but the little I've read, I never read anything about people coming out of them. So I don't know what happens. Okay. I don't know if you can. In my psychology class, we were learning about them. And there's this guy who, like had a disassociative feud, and then when he, like, I don't know, like, quotes, woke up from it, (laughs) um, he didn't know what happened. He just knew, I'm all of a sudden here in Oklahoma, and I live in California, Uh, and then, like, Like they had to look for missing persons and stuff like that. When she becomes a different person, and then she doesn't remember what happens when she's So what if she doesn't remember her son and George? She's just here for this wedding, and she's all of a sudden, her Uh, child is marrying uh, this boy. I don't know. Not her, your. Necessarily, like you even um, maybe you don't even recognize Tom, but Tom like explains things to you, and you're like, that makes sense because I don't remember the beginning mm-hmm. of my life. So some way or other, though, you figure out that that's what's happening. Okay. We'll say that you remember everything. I mean, I still feel like I need to stop the wedding, and I need to tell them that they are half siblings because they cannot, the and then they have to make the decision. Then I'm done. After that, I'm like, you know, if you. If you want me in your life, fine. But, you know, at this point, I'm just going to tell you that this is what happened. And this is your life. So you make your decision and I will support you whatever you do. Uh-huh. Because there's a baby, it, like, makes it. Right. Like, you. But I still, I can't let my two children marry each other. <laughs> yeah. And I know that they are my children. Yeah, definitely. The minute I know, they have to know. Mm-hmm. Because or else they can be like, you didn't tell us and oh, you yeah. knew. Yeah. So I think that I have to tell them immediately i don't care that it ruins their wedding i'm sorry mm-hmm. yeah and i guess the kid will probably be like a freak or something but <laughs> oh no <laughs> well, you don't, do now. i mean you don't always know that know. like let's just think this has happened before like siblings yeah. marrying each other or like i mean they are half siblings so <laughs> not that that makes it any better but yeah um yeah so that was a really weird one but i think that we enjoy the weird ones because yeah. we've grown up doing this yeah. yeah like and it's it's kind of special as humans that we get to do this again I'm talking about things I'm not an expert on at all but I just remember reading something years ago about how I I don't think it's the case for all animals I think maybe some higher up animals maybe dolphins and apes or something Maybe I just know that not all animals are really capable of entertaining hypotheticals. I remember the example I read about was like a herd of buffalo running towards a cliff. They don't have the ability to think, hmm, if I continue running in this direction and like imagining themselves going over that cliff and like dying. So that's why 
they go over where as humans we we walk towards the cliff and we imagine ourselves like plummeting to our death and so that that's why we don't do that that's fascinating mm-hmm. i also, mean where fears come from yeah. and it's like what if this it's happened? a weird thing like, that oh, i yeah, take for granted where our fears come from mm-hmm. it's like hard to um it's hard to imagine at least for me like not being able to do that yeah so i'm doing that all the time i know we can't be like if you weren't able to think in hypotheticals what would you do because i was thinking in a hypothetical oh but even though our animals can't think of hypotheticals we do like to apply hypotheticals to our animals yes. i love talking to my dog being like hmm if snickers snickers is my dog name if you know he was a human he would be this like grouchy old man is <laughs> this is the voice he would use and this is what he would say yeah yeah i think my cat is just too perfect for humanity to like for me to even imagine her in a human form because she's just so beyond that. But my hypothetical for if Lulu were able to speak, I believe that she would. I believe that she would not speak frequently, and I believe that when she did speak, she would only utter poetry. <laughs> I love, I love that. that so much. If Lulu had an Instagram, another <laughs> hypothetical, hypothetical, <laughs> hypothetical. Her bio would be, I only speak in poetry. <laughs> she wouldn't have an Instagram. Yeah, she She only, like, performs in, like, little cafes. Or she'd be, Switch or bongos. she'd have that Instagram. She wouldn't be following anybody, but everybody would be following her. Ooh, Beyonce would be following her. She doesn't walk. <laughs> she would dance. Every yes. movement she made would be an art. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, my dog, her name is Summer, and she's amazing, just to preface. <laughs> um, she's so sassy and she's got so much personality. I feel like she would be so trendy with her clothes and she'd have like perfect like wavy hair that everybody tries to get but never can quite get. Ooh. You know, and she'd be really tan and just blue eyes. <laughs> and she'd just be the coolest girl in school. Um uh, so true. Yeah, Snickers would be that old man that sits in the corner of his porch and is like, <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> that would be my dog. <laughs> But I love him anyway. Um, yeah, I just think that it's such a personality trait that we think in these hypotheticals. And we also define our personality based on hypotheticals. Like, yes. Hannah, if you were ice cream, what would you be? Um, oh, gosh, that's hard. I have one. Okay. <laughs> I'd be mint chocolate chip because you get a little bit, like, freshness in there. But also, like, you've got, like, like some clake what's the word like qualities that everybody charisma chocolate is like something a fan favorite no i don't i don't want to say i'm a fan favorite but it's like (laughs) something but you are i can't think of it never mind but i would be (laughs) mint chocolate chip (laughs) hannah i think one time you said you would be like coconut cream nice cream like not like vegan ice cream with like pistachio and oh yeah i had to write an essay once or I didn't have to, I chose to, and I went, like, all out and had all these deep reasons for things, but I am blanking on what they were. Yeah. I think that if I was a fruit, I would probably be, like, I don't know, I'd be a strawberry, maybe, or a pomegranate. I feel like I would need to be a pomegranate, because I need to be something a bit, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, less um, common than a strawberry. I don't know. I remember we said that... Brecken was an onion because of layers. 
Oh yeah, we all have different layers to yeah. us. Yeah, one time we described what like vegetable <laughs> we would each be for our methods of how quickly we get. We close said to I was people. like an. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it was, and I was an avocado, because I. Something about like darkness on the inside. <laughs> no, no. It's like there's a thin, like there's a thinner layer you have to get to, so then you get past like the outside layer, and then there's all this hand of goodness inside. But then there's like this core. There's the pit. There's the pit where the pit all of the secrets are, and not everybody can get there, but some people can. Yes. Yes. I think I was an orange because there's like you know a decent skin that you gotta peel. But then once you peel through. It's just me. There's really nothing. And I'm an onion. Just so many layers. Just so many layers. <laughs> so many layers. But we also love to apply personalities to clothing. I think this is Brecken and my favorite hypothetical yes. game. We'll just go through her closet and be like, hmm, these pants say walking along Greece and there's like a gelato cart. Yes. Or there's also, like, what is the clothes? Like, what personality do we give the clothes? But also, like, what are we while we're wearing the clothes? Oh, so true. I just love fashion for that reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Today, Brecken's wearing a shirt with some lemons on it. And it just says, like, fresh and springtime. And it's like, I don't know. I just think that's a hypothetical in a sense. Yeah. And also songs. Mm-hmm. I was telling Michaela that I was sitting, I was eating lunch with a friend and I was like, oh my gosh, you have to listen to this song because I see you living in Florida on the beach. You're wearing like a headscarf there. You're sitting on like one of those round towels. It's really colorful. And like, there's a cute guy walking past. It's looking at you and you're wearing your heart shaped sunglasses. And I just go into all this detail and she's just looking at me like, okay <laughs> but I feel like I do that with like most things I'm like oh this shirt I see oh I see myself wearing that south of France on the beach and yeah so much detail and people are like oh, okay and a little on. known fact like about me is my dream job is to be the person that names colors <laughs> and to name like nail polish and I just I just go into like a euphoric state <laughs> anytime I see like a line of paint chips Oh my gosh. There are heart emojis in her eyes right now. There are. <laughs> and the names of the colors. And I don't know, just something about like Essie nail polish brand has this like soft pink nail polish. It's called Ballet Slippers. And just something about it, just I'm like, wow, that name like tells a story. Mm-hmm. It's like if this nail polish were to be a thing, it would be Ballet Slippers. And there would be like this six-year-old girl going to her first dance class and she would like take her new Ballet Slippers out of her bag and like put them on. And then she would just gracefully like float across the stage. And I don't know what it is, but it just like, I don't know. I love it. Just it's soothing to my soul. Yeah, I get that. Yes, um, but I don't know. Hypotheticals are just a good time, and yes. I think Hannah was a little skeptical when we said we wanted to do a hypothetical episode. Oh, I was just lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to lose people in hypotheticals. Yes. But we hope this episode hasn't lost you. <laughs> and um, Hannah, you know, if there were to be another episode of 260 Pounds of Oreos, you know, what would you do? Oh, well, I would definitely... I'd listen to it. Well, first I'd subscribe to the podcast so that I wouldn't forget to listen to it. I'd follow mm-hmm. the Instagram to keep updated on more. And then, yeah, I'd end up listening to that episode. Good answer. 